I began work in, in, uh, for the Cherokee Nation, and I began um, to look around and, and, um, and see what was happening. My analysis of, of what was happening in the area of tribal sovereignty with the Cherokee Nation in 1977 was that, was that somehow the, the institutional development was okay. You can approach tribal sovereignty and, and uh, work for and on behalf of tribal sovereignty from many perspectives. I think you can approach it from a, from a purely legal perspective. I think you can approach it, approach it from an institutional perspective, build, build uh, uh, tribal courts and, and uh, uh, build buildings and clinics and those kinds of things. And I think you can approach it uh, from a people perspective. What was happening at the Cherokee Nation in the mid-70s is, is that the Cherokee Nation was in the institutional development uh, phase. But th it was sort of like the Cherokee Nation was here and the people were here, and somehow they weren't connected. And so uh, I began to think about, about my earlier work in tribal sovereignty and how, how to put, put all that together. So I began to develop uh, programs that I thought really impacted people, uh, developed a series of, of, uh, of social programs. Then in 1980, we began a series of, of uh, projects that really, truly, I believe, began to revitalize the Cherokee Nation from the bottom up. I think if you look at what's happening in many tribal, tribal um, communities, if you look at the problems in the totality, they're almost overwhelming. And so what we began to do in the late 70s and the early 80s is we began to look at a way to begin to rebuild piece by piece, little by little, to revitalize our tribal government, to rebuild a strong, sovereign nation from the bottom up. So we, so we, we our thinking was that, that in order to, to rebuild, we need to begin at the beginning. And, uh, and the beginning is the people. That it wouldn't do any good to have, have all these institutions in place and to do all these things if the people weren't, weren't going along with you. And I'd like to give you just a, a couple of uh, couple of examples of some work in revitalizing tribal government that I think have, have some, at least some chance of being replicated in other places. And they're very simple, truly very simple. We began work in 1980 in a little bitty, uh, in a little community um, in eastern Oklahoma called Bell. The community had, has, is really not that different from Pine Ridge or Crow Agency or many other places that I've visited around the country. There, it's a small community. 85% uh, of the people there are Cherokee. Most of the people are bilingual. Many of the children enter kindergarten speaking Cherokee. At that time, 25% of the people were living without indoor plumbing. 50% of the people were without decent housing. I would say that most of the older people lived on less than $1,500 a year. Most of the young people were leaving because there wasn't any place to live and there wasn't any place to work, so the school was getting ready to close. 
disputes in that community were settled by violence. A lot of people were dropping out of school. It was a, every social indicator of decline was present in Bell. And yet, <clears throat> in looking at that community, I and other people saw a great deal of potential in the community and, and many positive things in the community, just as I believe there are many positive things in every Native community in this country. We saw a strong sense of interdependence, a willingness of people to help one another, to, to do things for the common good rather than just for themselves. That, that really did exist in Bell and still does exist in Bell. We saw a strong sense of tribalism and a lot of attention being paid to tribal culture. Uh, thus, the language was still very strong. And we saw a, a desire, at least a spark of a desire, to create change. The overwhelming attitude, however, at the first meeting that I attended in Bell was, was that things have always been this way and things are always going to be that way. That various tribal officials and government officials come and talk to us and they go away and things continue the same or they get worse. So to sort of summarize, we, we made a deal with the, uh, with the uh, people in Bell. And the deal with the people in Bell uh, basically was that if they, would, um, if they would be active and participate in the revitalization of their own community, that I and other people would go out and raise the funds for them and get the technical assistance for them. And so they, they, the idea was that they would, what, what they wanted to do, their priorities were to build a water system and, and rehab houses. If I or somebody else had come down there, we would have said what they really need is youth programs or, or something like that. But, but they, what they said is what we'd like to have is indoor plumbing and we'd like to have our houses fixed up. And then we can talk about youth programs and elderly programs and, and these other kinds of things. So we struck a deal with them and said that if you physically will do the labor and if you physically will do help do the organizing then I'll facilitate the uh, process and we made this deal with one another. What's interesting is when I went around to try to get funding for this project, which is a simple project, you put in water systems, you rehab houses, you build, build new houses, people thought I'd fallen out of, the, out of a tree. They said that uh, essentially that these people in this community had never worked for a living so they sure weren't going to work as volunteers. Um, another thing I remember people telling me is that I shouldn't be going out there by myself at night. And um, all kinds of things, uh, uh, mostly very negative things. And, uh, and yet we pressed on. We had a, uh, an interesting incident. We had a, there's a program on CBS called CBS Sunday Morning News that likes to do shows about victims. And they, they, uh, this fellow heard about us through this foundation that was helping us. And he uh, arranged to come down and film uh, this project because he wanted to do a project about a poor uh, community that was trying to revitalize itself and would fail. And they, wanted to, and they wanted to film this process. And so they made a commitment to be with us through the duration of the project, through the first meeting where where people were talking about whether or not it could be done uh, uh, through some of the training sessions, through the election of the steering committee, and uh, that sort of thing. And uh, so, the, so the CBS Sunday morning news people 
actually ended up coming there and and uh, and filming a success when the uh, it was a, one of the best things that's ever happened to me was to spend fully 12, 12 months on something that I believed in. I believe in our people, and I believe in our people's ability to take charge of their own destiny. And uh, to spend all that time organizing and working on a project, and then, and then you just kind of hold your breath on the first day and hope that people really do show up. And so when the volunteers, every single family in that community got out and worked, and worked very hard to construct their own water system, rehab their own houses and build their own houses. And that community has forever changed, not just physically, but also in the way they view themselves and their ability to create change. And uh, so anyway, that the um, CBS Sunday News piece that they, that they originally planned to use to, to, to illustrate the plight of victims in this country is a, is a film that we now use as a training film to help uh, help community organizers, so we just stayed stayed steady. The this I believe this kind of project, and we've done this ten or twelve times in other communities, is slowly, slowly rebuilding the capacity of our people to take charge of their own lives. What it also did is that it taught our people to essentially trust their own thinking again. For for a long, long time, I think our people have been told to trust the thinking of the federal government or various officials around uh, people external to themselves. And what this little bitty project did in this little tiny community really is it taught people to, to realize but through their own experience that their thinking was valid and that... And that that they, better than anybody else, knew what was best for their community, could articulate it, and could actually implement it. So after, after that project, they um, <clears throat> rebuilt a community building, again, with volunteer labor. They started a rural uh, fire department, so their insurance rates were, were lower. They started a bilingual education project, a youth project. They're doing all kinds of things down there, and we've long since left. All this is stuff that they're doing entirely on their own. And this is also happening in many other communities. What that's doing is it's building the capacity of the people for, for leadership. Two of the people that were involved in, in those kinds of projects have now been elected to, to the tribal council. And, uh, and we hope to elect more people who've been in those kinds of, involved in those kinds of projects um, also. And their facilitator has been elected the tribal chief. So I think we're making, uh, making some progress in, in looking at the revitalization of, um, of tribal government, at least from, from, uh, from my perspective. That does not mean that we're not doing all the traditional things. We're doing institutional development we're pressing claims um, uh, through the um, judicial system. We're doing all the all the things that everybody else is doing, but we're also beginning. We're also bringing the people along with us, which I think is very very difficult, but also also very necessary. The um, 
In this last year, we brought in a, a facilitator who brought together people from all 10 of the communities to talk about, articulate their vision for the tribe. We then took some of their goals and then we've incorporated them into the overall tribal goals. So I think that as we continue to do this work, we're gonna to continue to see more people at the grassroots level having, having an impact on the tribe.